0: Greetings Earth family. Welcome to Ascension Stories. Welcome to Ellie from the Speed Bumps podcast. I got that finally. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yes, thank you so much for being here. Um, I just love your story and I love your vibe and really just I, I think we, we connect very well and I can't wait to have you talk about your story in a couple of seconds. Um but first let's uh, let's uh, like intro intro you the proper way. Like what do you do, where you
1: come from, et cetera, whatever flows. So I'm from Michigan, I live in Connecticut and started off in pharma, left pharma and now I do energy healing. Uh, I'm really big into essential oils and creating these custom blends for people because everyone is so different. So just because one thing works for one person doesn't mean it'll work for another. And I do big crystal healing and all types of energy work. Um, And yeah, I just holistic life coaching, just trying to help people be their best selves and know that they can heal themselves with nature. Not that Western medicine never has a place; it absolutely does. Mm-hmm. But try the natural route first.
0: Agreed, agreed. I I, I agree with that one hundred percent. Um, I do believe that Western medicine, like you said, does have a place. You know, like because I mean, surgery is sometimes necessary. right. Things certain things are necessary. Like I'm right. not gonna go into all of it, but just like there's certain things just like very very necessary, but. I do believe in preventative care. I do believe that, you know, uh, work with the subtle uh, layers first, uh, unless it's a serious issue that's, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And thank you. Um, I I really am grateful for all of you guys that do the, you know, healing of the earth thing, whether it's through people or, you know, however we do it. Thank you for, you know, waking up and doing this stuff. Um, so Okay, so I guess let's uh, go into your essential story, just like your background, where you come from when it comes to, um, you know, how you got to where you are and, and the stuff
1: that you know, just whatever pops up. So my name on Instagram is One Thumb L because I only have one thumb. And so I had a lot of surgeries as a kid. I had open heart surgery as an infant, uh, died then. Uh, and, but growing up with that many surgeries, I was very, Western medicine is good, science is good, um, that's what kept me alive, and so it made a lot of sense that I was very drawn towards that, and I went, actually went into that field, I got a bachelor's and a master's in scientific disciplines, and worked for pharma for almost seven years, for a portion of that, you know, worked on Jabberwockies. I don't know if I can say the actual V words. We're going to call them Jabberwockies and uh, potential super harmful things like anthrax. Like that's what I did. And I thought that I was saving the world. And like a lot of people, 2020 happened and things weren't adding up for me and my world got shattered up at that time a lot lot of people woke up what
0: was going on yeah yeah
1: a lot of people woke up and uh race catholic uh thought crystals and oils were woo-woo bs um science was always right the fda was always right cdc was always right uh and i ended up getting A really bad case of bronchitis or something at the end of 2019 on a bunch of inhalers uh no one could figure out what it was but they were very very concerned and nothing that the doctors were doing was helping and finally my now husband was like can we just try some essential oils in a diffuser and i was like sure like i I, i'm desperate and also just before i'd gotten sick he had said um I was going through a hard time. I was going through a divorce. And he goes, I want you to go get a Reiki. And I was like, I don't know what a Reiki is. He's like, you don't need to. I was like, well, I don't believe in that. Like, I don't need to go. He's like, you don't have to believe in it. He's like, I'm going to pay for it. He's like, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to lay on a table for a half hour to an hour and just relax. And th- that's it. He goes, it's the worst that could happen. I was like, all right. And what was strange. Is typically anything new. I research it like crazy. I look it up. I have to understand it. Even if it's just a new restaurant. I never Googled what Reiki was, and that was odd for me. Very odd of character. Went, and she also did tarot at the end and blew my mind. I felt lighter. She knew things that she couldn't have possibly known. And I came back and I was like, "You told her things, you know?" He's like, "I didn't." And I realized some of the things that she knew, I hadn't told him yet. So, and they weren't public anywhere. So I I was blown away. So there was Reiki and then there was the essential oils and crystals. And um, I realized everything I thought I knew was totally wrong. Uh, Complete 180, earth shattered, uh, mind just blown open. And that was hard, to be honest with you. Like I have over $200,000 in student loan debt doing something that I thought was going to save humanity. And I was actually hurting people. And that was a really tough pill to swallow. But I couldn't keep hurting people. So I went into science to help people. And I ultimately left conventional science, Western science, whatever you want to call it, pharma, to help people because I realized I was hurting them. And so now I, like I said, I teach people about essential oils. I do crystal healing. uh, I'm technically a Reiki master and teacher. uh, I'm IET level one certified. Like I have all these certifications, but you can list them, but sometimes what you know intuitively is more important. Those certifications absolutely helped me and gave me knowledge, but there's something that I can do that I can't really articulate that no piece of paper could ever explain to someone. If that makes sense.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's uh for me, uh, how I would describe it is a for me anyway, a, a connection to the cosmos. Mm-hmm. I didn't, re- I didn't even finish that sentence. You're like, yep, that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it just like I call them beacons on people. So if someone has like physical pain, I can like. Almost like a little pinpoint light, I guess, but it's not light like a light bulb. Um, But I, I just call them beacons and I can like see where you physically or spiritually hurt. And I can turn it on and off. So I don't like, I don't want to see the beacons on all the strangers. Like, that's not my thing. Uh, but like when my husband, I can be like, oh, your hips kind of hurting right now. And, you know, I can massage his hip or his ear like whatever it is and I just know
0: wow I did not know this about you actually
1: yeah wow. okay I, love- I call him I don't know why I call him beacons but I do I call him beacons
0: yeah it it works for you interesting mm. um what would that be called uh uh an energetic intuitive
1: yeah I, I I mean I guess and this is where I personally have trouble with things because labels can be so limiting. Yes. They can explain things, but at the same time, they're typically not the perfect exact word. And so if someone gets stuck on that label, like I do Reiki, but I don't just do Reiki. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You You see and manage energy and I can move energy and I can also like see if someone has like attachments on them and there was one that uh do you know I don't know a ton of Pokemon but do you know the Pokemon that looks like a duck like th- th- like the Psyduck or whatever it is
0: I I think so it's been a while <laughs> okay it's
1: it's been a while anyway I was clearing one off of someone and I was like it looks exactly like that and like but that's what I could see like in my mind's eye was this basically Pokemon looking thing that was like Psyduck and it was draining their energy
0: wow wow actually um I think I want to like see I want to work with you (laughs) you know like a lot of us are just like intuitive with like knowing etc but like you're you're seeing things and like I I, once in a while go to a healer that sees stuff I don't know I just like like the fact that they see stuff um just I don't know this I don't know it just it doesn't it for me Uh, I'm not saying everybody else is invalid but I just like I like to go like and check out different people's skills and abilities and everything
1: well yeah and like that's I feel like that's like a massage therapist there's certain people that like really like the deep tissue massage and then there's the other ones that like just like the little light and fluffy and neither are wrong it's just a personal preference
0: yeah yeah I love it I, I love how everybody's uh, gifts are coming online etc I love that Um, so I'm curious, the essential
1: oils, how did those help? So I was coughing it, like couldn't sleep. Uh, you know, all the position changes, everything else. I was trying Nyquil, they had um all these different cough syrups, like prescription grade cough syrups. Uh I I tried everything in the book. And so he had put a bunch in there, but the ones off the top of my head that I remember at the time were like peppermint, eucalyptus, clove, and something else. And it eased the coughing and then uh, I got introduced to the doTERRA brand of oils and they have this blend called breathe and now I can just like put if I don't really have asthma anymore occasionally if I get super worked up I'll get like that wheeziness. Mm -hmm. but instead of using an inhaler I'll put a couple drops of breathe in my hand rub my hands together make a light fist and then suck in my fist almost like i'm sucking out of a straw and it opens up your airways in your lungs and it's it's phenomenal and it's actually been shown to increase oxygen saturation so when you are if someone's having an asthma attack you know everything is constricting and your oxygen is going down and it's been shown to actually increase your oxygen saturation which is really cool
0: hmm yeah i uh i i use them i i feel like i don't have um enough of a knowledge like to really like you know like I don't know I I would like to probably do a little more studying like I I like to smell them You should chat for sure I
1: use them all the time for
0: sure. <laughs> I have a bunch but like a lot of the time it just kind of sits there you
1: know? it, they can be really intimidating because you're like what do I do with all of this and at, but you just you slowly start to Incorporate the ones that are really useful to you. Like for me, I have a bottle of lavender in my kitchen because I bake sourdough, and I'm always burning my hand on the oven all the time. So I just take straight lavender and I drop it on the burn, and I've never blistered. Green too. It's not third degree burns. It's just like you know, you quick touch the oven, but you just a couple drops of straight lavender, and I've never scarred, never blistered. Interesting. Lavender is probably the one that I use the most. Yeah. And lemon, great degreaser in the kitchen. If you have those little like hair bands that you put in your hair, like the little tiny stretchy ones, yeah, put a couple drops of lemon or orange, some type of citrus oil, it'll snap the plastic and there's no fighting in your hair. Wow. It's great. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um yeah
0: tell me tell me more about like crystals and homeopathy and frequencies all the stuff that you 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 uh, support your healing with and your body
1: emotional and spiritual spiritual bodies so I remember I'll tell you the story of how I first came into crystals I had known my now husband maybe a few weeks and we had gone to my friend's wedding and he was into all the crystals and stuff and I was like, he wanted to take me to this metaphysical store. And I was like, whatever. Like, it's not my thing, but sure. Like, let's go look. And
0: it's usually I, all the way around. It's usually the woman that's into this stuff. And the, the guy's just like <laughs> no, he
1: introduced me to all of this and I'm so, so thankful. Wow. So so thankful. Him and I actually became Reiki masters together and we'll do Reiki on people as a couple. And it's so interesting that people because people will be like, I've had Reiki, but they've never had it where two people are working at the same time. And I'm fire and he's electricity and they can feel wow, like their eyes will be closed and they can tell that one person's at their feet or and one person's at their head. And they can like sense when our hands are moving and like where we're at.
0: I love it. I love it. Is he also able to see?
1: He can see like auras. uh, And he's a natural protector so not just in the 3d but the 5d so he's very much like protecting the house spiritually physically things like that whereas i'm more of the healer so he can but that's not his forte like everyone has their strengths so yeah yeah love it um okay
0: let's see but uh how about like frequencies and homeopathy do you have so
1: frequencies used to be my husband's thing he was really big into sound bowls but I was never drawn to it and I came across this device called a Solex and some people might know um, like what a Healy is a Healy device and so the Solex is similar to the Healy but I personally never like people would give me Healy's to try and things like that and it never did anything for me personally the Solex I ended up Uh, I was going actually to an essential oil meeting, and I had this gallbladder attack, basically, and I probably should have gone to the ER, but I'm stubborn, and I'm the type of person, when I say I'm going to be somewhere, pretty much unless I'm dying, I'm going to be there. So I somehow dragged my butt to this meeting, and uh, I walk in, and everyone, there's like 15 people there, and they're like, why are you here? You look awful. Like, that's how bad it was. And this woman goes, I don't typically bring this with me. She's like, but I have this thing called a Solex. Um, it's frequency healing. I can basically create a playlist for, to target certain things for you. Uh, can I try this on you? And this was just last year. And I was like, sure. Like, I didn't know what to expect. I had zero expectations. And so I'm sitting in this chair, like reclined back. And after a few minutes, I start giggling. So, I, because of all my surgeries, they've had to give me narcotics for things. And I know how I act and what I feel like when I have that narcotic high. And so I start giggling and I have that feeling like I have this narcotic high. I had not touched oils, hadn't had crystals. I was simply sitting in the chair. And the only thing different was this device. And then I would stop. And then a few minutes later, I would start giggling again. It was just like these little short bursts. And I realized, because a lot of the frequencies, they're only on for usually five to 30 seconds. And then it would go to a different one. So she had one for like health and gallbladder and pain-free and uh, immune system and like a few other things. So I was only giggling at these little certain intervals. But I didn't know because I wasn't looking at the phone. And finally, I got curious. And I'm like, all right, like, what am I, like, why is this happening? And everyone in the room was like, are you all right? I was like, I'm great. And I'm talking like I'm high. And then I would talk normal. And so I was like, I I have to investigate this more. And ordered one. It actually came in the mail the day that I had a tooth pulled. And I was like, all right, true test. We're going to use this to see if it can control my pain again. I never got the giggles again, but it definitely helped ease the pain of having a pulled tooth and it was a back molar so it was a painful uh, tooth that was pulled and I was doing experiments where I would be like all right I'll turn this on and I would sit next to it and everything would kind of calm down and then I'd be like all right what happens if I turn this off so I turn it off and I'd go do something and my mouth would flare up and I did this probably a dozen times because I wasn't quite convinced yet that this thing was actually doing something and it was and so now we use it all the time.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yes. Um yeah, I've never uh went the Healy route but um maybe I should try something and I like the one that you're
1: mentioning it it,
0: it sounds uh, even better.
1: I personally like it like I said I know people who love the Healy. I'm not talking bad about the Healy. I think everyone is different. Everybody. You know, and- Just like, you know, some people hate the smell of lavender and some people love the smell of lavender. That doesn't mean lavender is bad. Right. Absolutely.
0: How about, how about,
1: um, do you have any experience with a a homeopathy? So the best way that I've learned homeopathy is through basically trial by fire. And so I, there's the, a main company called Boyron. It's like B-O-I-R-O-N. And They're, it's like these little bottles that are blue and there's like a white wrapper and they have all the different types of homeopathics and they also sell combination ones. So the one that I swear by, especially because flu season's coming up, it's like Ossicalium O-S-I-C-I-L-L, like start typing it into Amazon, you'll find it. And you think you're getting the flu, you take those, I swear by it, Mm. I swear by it. But they also have, Boyron has this thing, if you type in Medicine Finder into your Google Store, Apple Store, or Play Store, like, whatever you have on your phone,
0: yeah,
1: it's a free app. And you can click Find Medicines, and then it'll bring up this list where you can, it's like a, almost like a tree, kind of, where you just click, you know, what's going on. So, uh maybe you have digestion issues. So you click digestion and then uh, you're nauseous. so You click nausea and then it'll give you these different options. Hmm. And so I don't know them all by heart, but I love that that resource is there. And then I know Boyron has lactose in their pellets and there's certain people that can't have lactose or they're vegan. So there are companies, I can't think of the name off the top of my head um, that have lactose-free pellets, but what I love is it doesn't matter if they're the Boyron brand or this other brand. It still is the same herb, basically, in there. And homeopathy is safe for babies, to the elderly, for pets. They don't have interactions. I love them.
0: <laughs> love it. Yeah, that's something I also haven't uh, uh, put enough time into. Like, I just, you know, I know of it, um but... I think that's a wonderful uh, way to go. You know what I actually do dabble in quite often. Um, so I used to go to an acupuncturist, and now mm-hmm. now I kind of I started doing stuff on my own, like the, just the acupressure. So, like when it comes to uh getting rid of a cold that you feel like might be coming on, there's there's a uh, several points that I'll do, like just like I'll, I'll just hold it or I'll mas- massage it. But uh, if you like go into the search engine and look up um immune system boosting um acupressure points yep. along, along those lines Um so the two that are really good work really well together is I forget what they are but there's one like somewhere over here okay get in you'll you'll see what I'm talking about once it pops up I forget which one like it's either here or here or I think you could do either one so it's like on
1: a- your like up your forearm a little bit
0: on the th- side yeah. of your thumb okay yeah. uh let me see i think oh you know what a good way to find it if you do this wherever this finger winds up so it'll be like you could do it in here or in here uh, okay different uh traditions yeah. and just feel for that spot where it's like it's kind of like kind of tender yep yeah like you'll see so, it,
1: so it'll be i don't know let me see i'm laughing because i literally can't do that as i was doing that i was, <laughs> I was like i was like all right let's just keep going
0: <laughs> yeah no 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 uh, but um and then and then over here also there's a spot over here so like yeah, that you combine the one that's that's above your wrist and then the one that's over here i'm sure you've seen plenty of people uh, do yeah. that so um yeah whatever whatever the direction is it's like from one th- or three minutes whatever i guess you know you feel like doing or whatever But um. um it it really does kind of like uh push out whatever is in your body trying to cause havoc. Like it's really good pre- preventative measure. Um, let's see. Okay, so um I want to hear about more about your, if you don't mind talking about it, more about yeah. your surgeries, how you, you know, got like like what happened and and there's like near death. Yeah, yeah. And et cetera. I
1: would like to hear a little about that. So uh, when I was born, uh, I came out blue cause I, or cyanotic because my heart wasn't working properly and they very quickly found out. I had this thing called of follow, five holes in my heart and a tight mitral valve. And so basically I had 10 different things wrong with my heart. And at seven months old, I had open heart surgery. And in order to have open heart surgery, they have to stop your heart. You're clinically dead and you're put on this ECMO machine that pumps the blood through your body. And prior to that, so before I had the open heart surgery from birth to uh, when I had the surgery, I couldn't laugh or cry as a baby because if I did, your heart's supposed to pump blood throughout your body. Well, what would happen in me is this valve would close and the blood would just pump within my heart from chamber to chamber and I wouldn't get oxygen and I could die. So, I wasn't allowed to laugh or cry or show any emotion as a baby mm. because I would die. So, I'm sure that was a blast for my parents. And so, I had open heart surgery at seven months old. Very blessed that since that surgery, I have not had any other heart surgeries. Uh, just recently got another clean bill of health. Like, very, very thankful that everything is working so beautifully in there. And very thankful for the doctor who, repaired my heart. And that's, you know, why I said Western medicine actually has a time and absolutely has a time in place because no oils or crystals or whatever, homeopathy or frequency healing was going to fix how fucked up my heart was. A surgeon was going to do that. Yeah. So time and place for everything.
0: Right.
1: And the other thing is I was born without a left thumb and my left arm is also called a radio clubbed hand. So, for the audio listeners, the where my thumb would be, the inside of my hand was wrapped all the way in, touching the inside of my forearm. And with, and I don't have a radius. So, you have two bones in your forearm. You have your radius, which is on the side of your thumb, and your ulna that's on the outside. Uh, as a baby, because your bones are more malleable, they took splints and they moved it. So, it was like a capital L shape. And then when I was Ten, almost eleven, I went to i we lived in Michigan, and we went to Baltimore, Maryland, to the Rubin Institute for Advanced Orthopedics. And a doctor there named Dr. John Herzenberg uh, was doing this surgery that at the time, that was the only place in the United States who did it. And it was a Russian method. Call these rilla Rob device, and it probably butchered that, but that's roughly what it is. And I'm sure you guys have seen the people where it's typically on the legs where they have like these halos or these metal circles that are around the legs and you see these pins going into the leg. So I had that. and if you get a little squeamish, fast forward about forty five seconds. So these pins were drilled into my arm. My arm was surgically broken. And we would take a wrench at the first one was a wrench and we would turn it a certain amount, these these bolts a certain amount of times a day. And it separated the broken bone, also stretching the skin, the nerves, the tendons, the blood vessels, all of these at the same time. And it was really freaking painful. So that first round took my hand from that capital L shape to more straight. The... Second set that I had done was to lengthen my forearm because currently it's still, I don't know, about eight inches shorter. But it was supposed to give me three inches. It only gave me two. One, because I ended up having compartment syndrome when I first woke up. So I lost all feeling in my hand. I remember vaguely coming out of surgery, the doctor, you know, putting a pen on my hand and just going, Can you feel this? And I was looking at the other way at my mom and I just said, feel what? And my mom going ghost white and I'm back in surgery. And I came out, it's hard to see now, but I have a scar that goes from here all the way down to here. And so that wasn't a great start to the second round. And so as we're separating this bone, ideally the body's trying to get it to grow back together. At some point, my body decided we're not going to do that. And so I had about an inch gap in between my broken bones. And they said, well, we're going to have to squish it back together. We're going to have to use a bone stimulator, which is like ultrasound waves, to try and promote bone growth. And if that doesn't work, we're going to have to do a bone graft from your leg. Thankfully, no bone graft. However, pushing it back together hurt 20 times worse than pulling it apart don't know why but it was absolutely awful so that was from the ages like 10 to 14 with seven surgeries on my arm and then the other big thing was I just finished my first year of grad school I was getting my master's in infectious diseases and microbiology thought I was going to save the world wanted to be one of those crazy people that went to like Africa to fight Ebola and wore the space suits. That was my dream. Just like a week after the semester had ended, the second semester, May 6, 2014, walking across the street to catch the bus to go to school. And it was this weird five-way intersection in Pittsburgh. And so a lady turning left, because when I had the right-of-way to cross the street, these cars also had the same light to go left, a green arrow. So a lady cuts in front of me, and I remember looking over my right shoulder to be like, You're a bitch. Like, why did you cut me off? Someone followed her. So I somehow managed to get in between these two cars. That second car is the one who hit me, broke my pelvis in four or five places, my shoulder, my clavicle, traumatic brain injury. And I laid in bed for 10 weeks. Uh, because I couldn't walk. My pelvis basically went in, broke and popped back out like a pop can. And so I didn't need surgery at the time for that. But I couldn't walk. I if, they're like, if you put any weight on your left leg, you will need plates and screws in your pelvis. So I went from being completely independent to relying on my parents, and at one point, my dad was carrying me. I was twenty three at the time I think carrying me up and down these two flights of stairs in this colonial for me to go to the bathroom and take a shower because my parents only had that on the second floor it sucked <laughs> like it it sucked and I had to relearn how to walk um because of the tbi or traumatic brain injury I couldn't focus on a tv show couldn't read a book couldn't focus on anything and it just literally scrambled my brain. I yeah. uh, had to do a lot of you know like when you go to the grocery store and you can look at the stuff on the right and your stuff on your left so you're turning your head back and forth?
0: Yeah.
1: If I did that, I would vomit. You're supposed to be able to be standing in, a, in the middle of a room, close your eyes and not fall over. Yeah, I couldn't do that either. So, I had to do this thing called vestibular therapy, which is basically pushing yourself just to the point that you want to puke and then not and like that was almost worse in physical therapy so but yeah I did that and that happened in May and the school told me you have to go back full-time by January of 15 so seven months later or we're gonna pull your registration and you're gonna have to reapply so I said fuck you I'm not gonna reapply so I went back full-time and I graduated because I'm stubborn
0: <laughs> so, uh, being stubborn is a good thing sometimes we get things accomplished to get things done
1: absolutely you know I- I've had to walk the line of stubborn not stupid but right you
0: know. right yeah
1: but yeah, I've and it's weird because people are like, oh, you've had these, you know, you've died, you've had this near that experience. Did you ever see the light? Did you ever nope? Never saw the light. Never nothing of that. But it definitely I would say the car accident definitely forced me to face a lot of things. And I was really pissed off. I was angry. I was depressed. Um for a long time. Like four or five years. It was a really long time. Wow. Just trying to work through that.
0: It was a wake up experience all all in itself.
1: It was. Yeah. It was.
0: Now I'm curious about about your um, um what are the letters? The traumatic brain injury, I think you called it. Yeah, T B I, yep. Um now was what your way of thinking did it change after that because me and you when we had last time we got together we were on uh, an episode of uh on your podcast Mm -hmm. um and we were talking about being autistic uh audience she's also autistic uh (laughs) so um yeah so I guess my question is would you say you were autistic before that or If you look look at it right now, I don't know if you've uh, really observed it since then, like perhaps the autism came after. What would you say?
1: I would say it was always there. And there there were certain traits that uh, became more prevalent. So in some cases, my OCD kicked up more afterwards as a way to like control things because I, I When I was hit by the car and I'm laying in a hospital bed in my parents' dining room for ten weeks, I didn't have control over anything. Right. So my OCD would like kick in on stupid things, like when I would use when I was using a microwave, like the last two numbers had to be a multiple of eleven. Why? I don't know, but they did. And if they didn't, I would get angry, like irrationally angry, um, like stupid things and like certain things had to have certain orders, and then other things looked like a mess to others but to me made total sense and I'm like if you touched my piles I didn't and you cleaned up for me I would get really mad so I'm like but I knew where everything was so certain things became more intense after but I it, it was always there
0: yeah it, it totally makes sense I, and I was gonna say that it's 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 obviously because of the lack of lack of control that the OCD turns up. Yeah. I totally relate um yeah I totally feel that so yeah, the reason I ask that because I do have like I've a shit lot of theories about autism and the many other things, but um, yeah. So one of the my theories is like it, it's more it's yeah theory is the word uh. That you know like sure it's 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 um a genetic marker like the I, I feel mm-hmm. like autism is like a genetic marker thing, right? But when it comes to certain things. You know, like I've had the theory, like, what of brain damage, for example, because, like, you yeah. see some people, they they become obviously like autistic after a brain injury. But yeah, there's something before that. There's like so, some kind of genetic marker before that, usually.
1: So the thing that I noticed that was like night and day is prior to the accident, I had no symptoms of like ADD or ADHD. Oh, wow. I like, I, I was fine. I could focus. Uh, I like, I like to multitask, but it, like, I could focus on things. I could read a book. I could sit there and read an entire book in a day. Uh, so I didn't have those pieces. Right. Afterwards, it was so bad that I would watch ten minutes of a show and get distracted. Yeah. And now I have to be doing multiple things at once, or I can't focus. And for from probably September of twenty fourteen to. Beginning of 2019, uh, they had me on Ritalin. And it was great. I got so much shit done. I could focus. It was awesome. And I was on a super low dose. It was only five milligrams. Coming off of that, oh, my God. It was awful. Yeah. The withdrawal symptoms. And they're like, oh, it's only five milligrams. You should be fine. Natasha, I went up to like 15 cups of coffee at one point Mm. because then i couldn't stay awake but i couldn't sleep and i couldn't focus and i felt like i was going crazy wow but prior to that i didn't have i didn't feel the need for ritalin i had none of those symptoms afterwards i didn't know how to live without it and detoxing and withdrawing from that right it took like three weeks it was awful it was awful wow
0: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So your, uh, your autism, like from, from the beginning, it's, it's more, um, you know, and I'm gathering this from the conversation that we had already, uh, was more on the, uh, you know, great memory, just like really well functioning, just like really intelligent. Uh, yeah.
1: And I didn't social cues. I struggled with a little bit, like I never really understood sarcasm or like why people would be mean or things like that, but it was never, it was never obvious. I was just the old soul or sensitive for my age or things like that. It wasn't super, super obvious. Yeah. And it was just, well, she's been through so much and she's 10 years old. Of course she's like this. And that's just what it was attributed to.
0: Right. Yeah. And um, that podcast episode uh, uh, that I, you had me on, mm-hmm. uh, we we talked about – um. how do we how did i word this something along the lines of like like you are who you are when it comes to autism you are who you are it's like a it's like a way of being it's just how you're wired genetically like there's a genetic marker there's how you're wired etc when it becomes obvious or or like a a diagnosable issue etc is when it in my opinion is when um outside factors, whether it's in your, in the environment or some kind of damage to your system. That's when things show up and you become like, what's like, sorry, Bobby, I totally hit my kitty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it becomes like, um, like more of a label or odd right. the autistic, but like, it's there, it's there. Just certain things pop up once there's issues. Like for yes. me, I'm curious for myself, um, all the things that I have trouble with, like, for example, memory, is that normal or is that is is that my environment in which i grew up where, where it was like there was no, no 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 like uh you know physical touch no like none of the you know good stuff yeah i'm just like wondering like
1: i don't know like like you're asking was it always there Yeah. and did the like that's how it was always meant to be or did the environment enhance that i think is what you're asking yeah. Well,
0: more so, it's like a statement. Like it's like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like what's going on? Like, I think it's both. Like I think I think you come in, you come in a certain way, and then certain things just hit you, hit you, hit you, and then you you know like, for example, develop uh, a de- uh, attention deficit disorder. Yeah. You know, those are I feel like secondary things or more like, um, yeah. Be- I think before we, we even started recording uh, on your episode, we we might've talk, talked about this, how it's like a, like, it's kind of like a spectrum in a way. And then yes. there's all these flavors and wh- why do we have all these other separate diagnoses? It's more like a, again, just like, uh, you know, guys don't uh, come at me with pitchforks, but, uh, you know, cause like people like to have things separate and, you know, whatever. But to me, it's just like, it's just like, there's there's some kind of genetic thing. And then there's just flavors that are thrown in, whether it's Tourette's, ADD, uh, dyslexia, and the list goes on. Like Yeah. Like- I th-
1: well, and I think people have this narrow banded view of the spectrum. Like they understand that not everyone is the same and that part they can grasp. But the the best way I can describe it is, it's not like there's just a ton of fruit. And you're just picking out a different fruit. It's more of, it's a whole grocery store. And there's fruits and there's vegetables and there's meats and there's grains and there's boxed foods and there's sugar and there's the frozen aisle and it's all food. Yeah. But it's all different types of food. Right.
0: But it's food. Right. And uh, the, the the thing that I had thrown in was, uh, you know, the fact that they took out Asperger's. Yeah. It's just like okay, we're taking out Aspergers and calling that autism. Well, it was obviously autism, but like if we're taking out that label, why don't we take out all the motherfucking labels and just call them like flavors? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just like spectrum, and then yeah. flavors. Here's the, the here's a little you know like.
1: Well, and I think that goes to the point of everyone. It's human. It's it's natural for humans to want to put things in boxes and label them and have these neat little categories. Wow. Yeah. But for the most part, especially when it comes to humans, trying to put us in these little boxes doesn't really work, yeah, but people try the school system tries, the medical system tries, you know the political parties try, like everyone wants to put these in these neat- neat little boxes, and people rarely fit in there,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely um yeah, okay, so let's uh let's get into uh one of the things I wanted to. I guess, uh, bring up really quick. Um, mm-hmm. so what you had called the Java earlier? earlier, <laughs> <laughs> am just going to go like this. We know what this is. This, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you, I mean, I think it's fine to mention, mention the word when in the context of your life, what you, yes. so I'm going to say, so you've worked on vaccines. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, for pharma, uh, from 2013, uh, to 2021 and, yep. uh, yeah uh tell me about that and uh you know like yeah whatever pops up you know so
1: uh when I was in grad school I was working on a vaccine for a potential bioweapon so bioweapons are things that are the scary things that they warn you about things like anthrax things like that um and and that's what I did and Like I said earlier, I wanted to be that person that put on this crazy suit like you see in Contagion or something and went into middle of outbreaks. Uh, So I did that from basically 2013 to mid-2016, started officially working for pharma in 2017 and wasn't doing vaccine research there uh, but eventually, did go into their infectious disease department, and then ended up working for another pharma industry or another pharmaceutical company uh, for seven months before I completely left the industry. And I left the industry in April, actually April seventh, twenty twenty one. And uh, the company that I was working for was a startup that was attempting to make the. COVID test in home to- COVID test kits. And I was the lab manager. And so I was doing a lot of purchase orders. I was on a lot of the emails. Uh, I was interfacing with a lot of the departments. And originally, when I started, it was I was helping like three people in the lab in one department. And it grew to like five departments and like 75 people. And things were happening that I was not okay with. There was labs in garages and labs in basements. And it, it wasn't like your take-home Amazon kit where like it was a little Petri dish and you're like, oh, is bacteria going to grow? Like it was chemicals. It was things that you needed proper uh, special hoods for to like vent out. So you didn't get sick. Your family didn't get sick. There was a lady who was working with chemicals that were known to cause cancer and all these other things in her basement with her two kids like small children and I'm like why um, there was they had shipped chemicals in a regular FedEx box without proper labels or forms across state lines unlabeled to a lab who mixed the ratios inappropriately, causing it to spill over. And when they're like, that lab had reached out to the company and was like, hey, like this happened, how do we clean it up? Because you can't just like get some paper towel and, you know, like a spilled water glass. Right. Uh, they're like, oh, the, the first response from our company was the same woman who had the hood in the basement and playing with chemicals, or no hood in the basement, playing with chemicals. Her response was, ha ha ha, looks like you're having fun playing with chemicals. Someone could have gotten hurt. Like, so there were so many things that happened that I just, my stress level was through the roof. I was basically working 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., six days a week, uh, no help. And it was very, misogynistic of older white males were head of all departments and when I would make a suggestion it was I was this little teeny girl who didn't know jack shit and why should we listen to her and so I finally said F it I can't do this my mental health is worth more than this paycheck and I walked
0: yeah.
1: and shortly after that they did the mandates so I I I never had to deal with saying no to that um but I left before that happened and it was just they were so blind I remember trying to bring up the potential uh adverse reactions how like no one had studied these you know and because we were quote-unquote first responders there were people who were getting this, uh, and we were eligible. So they were getting it, in like, February, March of 2021. And people would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get it. And they would be off then for, like, four or five days because they'd be so sick.
0: Yeah.
1: And then it was just, it was just totally normal. And I'm like, "That's that, that's not normal. There was one woman, she was off for like a week after she got it. And she's like, oh, I'm going to go get my second one. And I was like, why? Why? And she did. And then she was off for another few days. And she was like, oh, it wasn't as bad as the first time. Yeah. All right. Like, I-, I don't know. And I left because, like I said, I-, I couldn't keep hurting people even the COVID tests we were doing, there was chemicals on the swabs and stuff. Um
0: other things.
1: And other things. And I was just like, I it was like lying to people. And I'm like, I can't I morally I cannot be a part of this. Right. Uh told my now husband, you know, I I'd called him from work and I basically had a mental breakdown. And I was like, I'm I'm quitting. He's like, all right. He's like, I don't know what this is gonna look like, you know, financially. Um but he's like, okay. And I haven't been back, you know, yeah, if I went full force into uh, seeing people in Connecticut uh, in person to do energy healings. Uh, I, like I said, I make my own essential oil rollers, the custom blends for people, and I put crystals in them. Uh, and that's what I want to do. Like I want to empower people to help themselves because, there's so much you can do with nature and nature is medicine. Yeah. And I just, I want to teach people to do it because I, I don't want it to be, okay, here's your natural prescription here. Like, no, like I, I'll help you. I'll guide you. But my goal is that you don't have to come back to me unless there's like something new flares up and you don't know how to deal with it or something. I don't want to create a consistent customer. I am not pharma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I want it passionate about them myself. I don't want, yes. it. I'd rather be broke.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I, don't I, come I, back to me. Yeah. Like let's get you right. And I, I don't want to create a perpetual customer. You exactly. know, you want to do referrals. You want to do things like that. Absolutely. Just, you know,
0: I, it's so wrong it's so wrong. Like, like, um, like a few months ago, I was talking to somebody because, you know, like with, with what I do, you know, once, once we hit a certain certain point, you know, after a few sessions, they technically, they don't need me anymore, you know? So it's like, it could be hard. Uh, You know, I'm not, you know, marketing out there like a you know level or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, I was telling somebody and they were like, well, why don't you like, you know, don't make it as potent. I'm like, that's just so wrong.
1: Yeah. That's wrong.
0: Wrong. Like I like, even if I can't pay my bills, I can't do that. I can't like I just no. Can't. That's not why they came came to me for. <laughs> no, you know, Everybody else does. It's just like oh yeah, let me you know have them dependent on me, etc. I'm not there for that. I'm not.
1: I feel no. that 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 would be like, if I'm like, okay, so first you need to come to me. So I'll clear all your negative attachments. Uh, and then you need to come to me for a Reiki and then you need to come to me, uh, because your knee hurts and we're, we'll work on that. And then you need to come to me. If I can do that in one or two shot. Yeah. Why would I like, why would I make you one, take up more of your time? Time is a valuable resource yeah. to spend more money on things that obviously you need but if i can do them all at once that's a ripoff that's a scam it's a scam that's a scam you don't do that
0: you don't do that exactly absolutely i'm I'm not trying to for anybody that lives their life that way i'm not trying to judge you or anything but like i'll judge you we're here (laughs) we're here to help people you know and it's just like i get it everything's so set up wrong like, I get it. I get it. We, we need to like pay our bills, et cetera, whatever. You know, I get it. At the same time, come on.
1: So he- here's my thing. I totally get paying bills because, you know, my electric company is not going to go accept right. some essential oils to keep my lights on. Right. So I understand that money is necessary. And I'm certainly giving something of myself, you know, doing healing techniques. That's a very energy, personal energy taxing right uh so i'm not opposed to money money isn't this evil thing but okay. i think scamming people is and oh you know these thousand dollar sessions and you know where you need two thousand dollars to find yourself or whatever it is and i'm just like know your worth charge that if someone really needs help you can have a conversation with that person. And then you, you two decide, you know, what that looks like. Yeah. But don't go make it so absurd that you can't help people. If you really want to help people, you'll work with them.
0: Right. Right. And there is, you know, the factor of you make something too cheap, then,
1: you know, it won't. Like, there, but there's a <laughs> balance between that. Right. You don't want to make it so cheap that you don't value yourself. Because if you don't value yourself and your time, other people won't either. And some people
0: but, actually think, oh, well, it's so cheap.
1: It must not be worth, you know. Exactly. Exactly. So there is that line of, and I still struggle with that, of what to charge for certain things.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's where I kind of let my intuition yeah, guide okay. myself. And and I'm always willing to work with people. Like, if you come to me and you're like, you know, I, I really need some help, but I can't afford whatever. What? Right. Like, okay. right like okay l- right like so let's talk about that like do you offer anything do you have a farm do you have like let's have a conversation yeah. um obviously i can't get paid in fresh eggs for every person right right but right we're human beings let's connect as human beings and be understanding
0: right yeah we could definitely always work out some kind of trade some kind of whatever and it's not it's not like we're gonna give give our uh services away for free to every single person because we our time is important but at right a certain, if we have some time and somebody co- comes to us and you know tells us what's up you know can we yeah or this that or the other you know like there's ways to work around everything absolutely but to completely just like like drag things along is not okay we be you're you're are <laughs> <laughs> <You're laughs>
1: demanding, demanding attention mama pet me mama
0: pet me <laughs> she's just like she her nasal is too long so she's just stuck on everything like, every couple of seconds stuck i'm just like ah
1: <laughs> she's like one of those cardboard cat scratchers or something
0: <laughs> she does she does it's just like she's here now and she's just like but me i wish i wasn't allergic
1: man i know oh man yeah so me and ellie are both are allergic to our cats <laughs> yeah my uh my left eye for the past like i don't know week and a half it looks okay now uh, but every morning when I wake up, it's like itchy and red and watery because she will come and that I lay on my left side and she comes and like curls up like in my mm-hmm. chest area, like right below my chin and then sleeps there yep. and uh, will headbutt me until I pull the blankets back so she can lay there. So th- there's no ignoring her. If anyone's ever had a cat headbutt you until they pay attention, like you- you'll know there's no ignoring that when you're trying to sleep.
0: So <laughs> I'll, I'll I will invite her out of my room.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll invite her out of my room. I like that. I usually go out and- of my room. <laughs> Does she sit okay. at your door and cry? Huh? Does she sit at your door and cry? Um. Hmm, no, I'm gonna say no. So my so Katniss will I say no. <laughs> if we if we tried to close our bedroom door, even if we go to the bathroom and completely latch it, so she can't. Get in. Oh wow. She will sit out and cry. Oh wow. I guess I got kind of lucky there because uh, you know
0: while she is so absolutely needy, um, uh, yeah, she doesn't just like constantly, not constantly, yeah, definitely not. See, got
1: into the cat talk again. It 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 happens. She wanted (laughs) some attention. She she's like, you have to talk about me on the show. It's fine.
0: We're talking about you on the show. She's like, I don't care.
1: Oh, uh, <sighs> all right so let's see um
0: i wanted to ask something else about the vax uh what was it that um uh, hmm. i don't remember anymore but definitely wanted to ask somebody something but yeah um with everything that's going on right now oh i know what i want to ask i, I feel like i feel like i don't know like i feel like anybody out there now probably uh, by this time uh to Uh, late later or what are we in november 2022 yeah almost everybody knows somebody that has has had know somebody at least know like there's some kind of connection where we know somebody who has like a family member or whatever whatever the relation or they, they or somebody that we know themselves uh that has had their heart explode do you know of anything like this i feel like it's
1: becoming a little too popular nowadays I don't the the only one that comes to mind is my husband had a guy at work and but I don't know if he got the job or not. Mm. Um who I guess he was on vacation, told his wife, Hey, I don't feel well, I'm gonna go lay down. She went to check on him like an hour later and he had passed. Uh I do know two people that and they were not in like tip top health, um mm. ended up getting COVID and going to the hospital and then dying. Uh, but they were put on, they were given ear. Yes, I said that incorrectly on purpose. Um, and they were put on ventilators. So, and we all know how that turned out. So I don't personally know anyone. However, my circle is very small because the amount of bullshit that I will tolerate in my life is very low. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually only know and speak like on good terms with um, an aunt and uncle who got it, but they got it very, very early on when there was still some Mm. discussion on like where it was at. I take that back. I I have two cousins who did it too, but none of them now will get boosters or anything because they understand. They're like, yeah, like we shouldn't have gotten it. Uh, Thankfully, my aunt and uncle didn't have any side effects. Uh yeah. My cousin's wife, I guess her thyroid started having issues afterwards. But other than that, I'm very thankful that there hasn't I I haven't experienced that. Um I'll, also thankful that I went I had to recently go see my cardiologist and he never asked me about my status. Wow. And yep, never never brought it up, never nothing so that was refreshing because I probably would have been like why are you recommending this to a congenital heart patient who like that so but yeah I I, I'm thankful that I don't know anyone is what I can say but I have heard lots of stories about died suddenly yeah it's sad
0: um you know and and you know like this whole period you know they they were relying on on the, the those bleeding hearts individuals you know like to like basically spread the propaganda because they care they care about people not spreading things etc while well, i get it why would you want to spread something that's harmful i get it but like they counted on those those bleeding heart people to not see past the the illusion
1: well in a general so here- Here's my thing, is we're gonna take it away from COVID for a second, but it's it'll all be about all be relevant. RSV respiratory syncytial virus, so basically a really bad cold with little babies and things like that. Uh, it 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 can, if they have other underlying conditions, be be dangerous. But once you get it, you typically don't get it again. Okay so it's not really a risk to the elderly and things like that um, if you're really elderly for your immunocompromised different story i'm talking in generalities here mm-hmm. so this happens every fluish season okay so in the US from like october to like march you know RSV kicks up and right now in all the news headlines as of november 2022 RSV, you know, cases are spiking. This is really dangerous for kids. Um, all, all this other stuff, and there's actually natural ways to support your kid if they get it. Well, just as a little quinky dink, Pfizer is uh, almost done with developing an RSV jabberwocky. Hmm, wonder why we're trying to push RSV as such a bad thing right now? Because no one is really afraid of a disease until there's a cure or a jabberwocky just like covid yeah everyone kept saying it's a really bad cold and that's where everyone was for a really long time and yes in the very beginning supposedly people were dying in the streets in china uh but a lot of people were saying it's a cold maybe a really bad cold but it's a cold but once there's this magical cure or preventative or whatever now they have an agenda to push because they have to sell those things
0: yeah and whatever else is behind the scenes that we don't even know about. yeah yeah <laughs> all those things all those crazy crazy things nair is getting richer etc cetera, etc cetera, and oh the-
1: yeah 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 Whew. it's yeah and I guess uh, I just saw a headline Pfizer is going to mark up the C Jabberwocky, like 10,000% or something like that When because now it's been uh, on the suggested schedule. And so in 2023, they're going to spike the price. Well, if it was so great and everyone's like, Oh, well it was free. No, no, no. It was never free. Either the taxpayers paid for it or your insurance company paid for it. And they passed along that cost to you by raising your insurance premiums. Nothing is ever free in life.
0: That is true.
1: Energy wise, physical wise, spiritual wise, nothing is ever free.
0: Yeah. If you're getting something for free. It's not really free there's some kind of payment happening there's some kind of
1: payment and okay. you should probably figure out what that payment is because it's
0: never free Never, it's never free never never some part of you is being taken yeah yeah <laughs> whether it's money
1: or your soul or it, your dna you know, i'm
0: not to get in there but technically yeah exactly like for
1: example your sovereignty or
0: whatever exactly absolutely when it's so when you know people do uh, uh what's called dark magic black magic whatever they, they call it yep. Now they, they think you know like oh you know like i'm communicating with these spirits and these spirits are doing things for free no there's a part of you that's literally taken a part of your soul you're literally you know how they say sell your soul to the, you're literally take every single time you participated something like where where some somebody does something for you a part of your soul is a payment whether you're aware of it or not and that it just yeah nothing's free period all right my love uh so i want to i guess ask you before we go is there anything else that you would like to uh tell the people any kind of information wise or uh uh advice wise or perhaps even well let's let's go with that is there anything advice wise that you can share with the humans of earth
1: trust your intuition yes and look into natural options yeah uh Whatever that means to you, you know, whether that's checking out a book from the library, whether that's, you know, following an account on Instagram that you like, whether it's getting an encyclopedia of herbal medicine, um, th- there, there's so many options. And just try and figure out if you, let's say, you, you know, you get a cold every winter or whatever. See, look up like two things that you could get that are, it's a natural way to aid your body. Yeah. Uh, and just empower yourself because once you have that knowledge, no one can take that knowledge from you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So when it comes to to the cold thing, like like I was telling you, those two two acupoints. Yeah. The other thing that that like I use I, I do a bunch of stuff, but like one of the other my other secrets to not not uh, getting uh, co- uh cold uh for somebody that was always constantly sick. Um. I make elderberry like people could do, like syrups. Yeah, I I do with tea a bunch of elderberry. What it does is it um uh eliminates the mucus with, which is where like the bacteria and all that stuff grow. So if you remove the you know the base where things can grow, and you do the the acu points for getting rid of that that you know whatever kind of pathogen, right there. Just the the two empowering things are awesome. Yeah. Um. All right. So um. Um, I am going to put all of your information down below in the description, but is there anything that you would like to tell people maybe like about your show or like how people could find you? Whatever yes. You tell people. yes.
1: Uh, so my podcast is the speed bumps podcast and Check- I just, pardon me. Check it out guys. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, so in the first episode, I tell my story and I go into more detail And then after that, I interview people about their speed bumps in life. It doesn't necessarily have to be the most traumatic thing. However, there are a couple that are. And I just chat with people and have conversations in the hopes that we can all learn from each other and find this community. Uh, On Instagram, I am one O-N-E thumb E-L, one thumb L. My podcast Instagram is speed.bumps.podcast if you are interested you live in the Connecticut area and you want to have a session with me you can dm me on instagram and we can set up something i can do things remote as well so you don't have to be in the state of connecticut or the area to do those things so things like reiki some of the Solex things uh, a holistic coaching session i can do all of those things remotely and yeah just chat with me cuz i like talking with people
0: none of a wonderful um and i like to ask people uh their idea or their version of what the the 5d is what what is your opinion
1: i don't i don't know if i've ever thought about it to be honest with you what's it
0: comes to mind or to
1: heart it's just this it's not something that we can see or describe necessarily it's just this place where everything is all knowing and we're all i guess all god and there's you you can solve problems you can uh there's just this peace and you can have these conversations and all the knowledge from all of time from all the different places is just there and yeah it's not a physical meat suit like we have now you know it's not humans it's not aliens it's not anything like that necessarily it's just this presence this thing that you can't see you can't explain yeah it's just there like the wind
0: yeah yeah so uh the way I, I, my my personal opinion, if you like to hear, yeah. Um, so I feel like, um, so I feel like all it is is a different perception. Okay, so it's not like it's in 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 any way a different place whatsoever. It's a different perception, and that perception comes from from the heart space. So if you like, a lot of us, like I used to live in my in my head. Yep. You know, like I was a thinker. Now I'm a feeler. So now now the energy is more so within the heart space. Yep. So, So, if you take that energy, move it here, and live from the heart space, I feel like if you truly live through the heart space, that's it. Because, like, if we live through the heart space, you know, our everything that we do is affected from the heart. And more and more of us that live this way is contagious to more and more people. And, you know, we create from this space. More of us and more of us and more of us keep doing it. And that's how, in my opinion, we uh grow uh you know new earth people are like oh what is new earth is gonna get what is, what is it gonna get here and I'm like you don't understand you're not gonna be here hanging out and then it just gonna come to you it's something we all create
1: yeah and you can't I don't want to say you have to work for it because it's not work like people yeah think like a garden it's more of an inner garden if that makes sense like That's an yeah. you have to tend to yourself and you have to tend to your inner garden
0: that's it. that's it uh those wounds get rid of those wounds to be able to be in the hard space yes that's what knocks us out the wounds yeah yeah all right my love um I want to definitely do that um because me and her have talked about doing uh an autism talk I yes. just did my my last autism talk with uh, with uh two other ladies uh that are neurodivergent that went really good i'm gonna release it soon sometime soon and i want to get with you soon and uh, i am looking really forward to it and you guys check it out one of these days when when that gets released our talk um on my uh on my youtube channel and yeah check out her podcast great great material She's great, so.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and Natasha's episode 29, if y'all want to check that out.
0: Yeah, check it out, guys. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I will see you the next time uh, I have another episode, and in the meantime, just check out my regular podcast. There's plenty of um, info on there if you want to check it out. Season three has a couple episodes already out. All right, sending so much love to everybody. Bye.
1: Bye.